big win last week for the Cincinnati Bungles, man. Well, just yesterday, you know what I'm just saying? Just yesterday. Uh, a real a, a real shootout, to say the least. Well, I don't know if we're going to call it a shootout, but I know Jamar Chase and Joe and Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe, man. He uh, he put on a show, man. They was down. You know what I mean? They fought back, got the big win, and now they are the winners of the AFC North. And that put the Brown and that put the Browns out of the playoffs. And that put the Browns out of the playoffs. So do you do you rest Baker Mayfield now? Do I rest him? Yeah, I mean, it's no, it's no point. Of, I don't see no point of planning. I don't, you know, what I mean, you you don't get anything out of this game tonight against the Steelers, or the game next week against the Bengals. You don't, you don't get anything out of that. So I don't see a point in planning, um, unless he wants to even. F- Further, his case of being a bad quarterback. <laughs> uh, it's, it's totally up to him. If he wants to do that, then he can do that. Uh, I'm I'm on I'm on the fence, man. I don't know if they should sit him or not. Uh, because as a player, you want to play. Like you know, um, of course you want to play. You want to play. So but he a, but he hurt. Uh, he got. I mean, he hurt. Like if you hurt, there ain't no point of you trying to go out there and prove something. That we already know ain't true. But you gotta, but you know, you gotta with this fan base, like the like the, the Brown fan base is a very special fan base. But you know, I, I said this a little bit earlier. Like, you know, I know the Browns fans, they always got high expectations for their teams. They always feel like their teams are gonna, you know, what I mean, this is this is our year, but you know, what I mean, all that kind of shit. But I, I feel like this year had a little bit of extra sauce on it. Oh, yeah, because they went this, to the playoffs. This, this year had some sauce on it. Because it was their first time in the playoffs, I believe, since the year 2000 or something like that, somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, maybe 03, I don't know. Somewhere in that time. Long time ago. Long, it, was a, long. it was a long time ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? The kids in college don't remember. They wasn't here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, this year had a little extra sauce on it. And by all means, they didn't live up to any kind of expectations. Baker actually lived up to expectations that were way below what I actually thought he was going to be. You know what I mean? And I already thought he was gonna be average. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, I, I really, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say. Who, who, who's the blame here, bro? I don't know whose fault this is. Man, honestly, I, I think it's it, it got to fall on Stefanski. Um, and I'm gonna say, let me explain why I think it falls on Stefanski. Right here. Uh, one, he let him play hurt. Um, if he was hurt, he should have sat him down. Two, they didn't open up the playbook and get creative to get Odell Beckham involved. And three, man, what? Like, you know, they, they, they were stale this year. No, I agree. But it's, it's just the Odell Beckham thing is, like, beyond funny now. Like, okay, that's next on the list. We're going to talk about <laughs> him next. But I think it's I think it's Stefanski's fault. Um, I'll give most of the blame to Stefanski. Seeing how he's the coach, you know, what I'm saying he's the play caller. I don't know if he is the play caller or not. But I think he, I believe so. You know, what I mean, uh, he's the play caller. Um, you know, what I mean, obviously they've had some injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. Everybody deals with injuries in the NFL. That's not uh, like a one team thing. And more Every, so because of COVID. You know, what I mean, especially this year with the COVID protocols and guys being out and all that other, all that other stuff. I get it. You know, what I mean, but you know, I me mean, Stefanski. And Baker have to be at the top of the list, in my opinion. Oh, Baker, he's he's he's. You said who's to blame? I only picked one person. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you know, what I'm saying you didn't you didn't have to pick one. Oh well, yeah. Baker <laughs> Baker didn't play well. Uh, Baker didn't play well, but I'll give him this. Early on, when he needed his defense to help him, if his defense would have helped him against the Chiefs, we having we having a different conversation. If his defense would have helped him against the Chargers. We having a different conversation, you know. Um, a couple of games that, that he lost the game, I will give him that. The defense played well a few games that he lost them. You know what I'm saying? But if he if the defense gets a stop against the chart the the early on against the Chargers, early on against the Chiefs, they're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot if, of ifs. If was a fifth, if was a fifth, we you know all saying? be drunk in this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's to blame. He don't get no. He don't get no pass. Uh, so, so my next question to you, Rome, is: We understand that Stefanski and Baker are at the top of our list. 
You know what I mean? For me, it's mostly Baker. You know what I'm saying? I don't. What I don't do argue. you? What do the? What do the Browns do moving forward? He has another year on his contract, but it's it's like extension time. You're not getting extended. So that's who, one, and two. I'm on the phone. I'm checking temperatures. I'm I, I'm checking temperatures. They definitely need to be checking the temperature. I'm, hey, I'm dipping my toe in the water and I'm checking temperatures, yeah. and I'm doing that for these two reasons. I'm t- like one reason I'm doing it is because I actually want a different quarterback. And the second reason is I want you to know that there can be somebody else. Oh, for sure. You're replaceable. Do you think Baker doesn't think he's replaceable? Oh, you think he's, you know, like he's just like every other average white person. He just think he's just God's gift to earth. But you just like he's just regular. There's nothing about it. He don't have a big arm. He's not exceptionally fast. He's not an athlete. He's not even smart because you can tell he's not really that smart by the way he plays. So, yeah, I, it's if 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 I'm the Browns front office, any any quarterback that I hear has any kind of inkling of thinking about moving on, you know what I mean? Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? I, oh, if I'm throwing the book, anything Russell Wilson want, anything that Russell Wilson want to get him to Cleveland, the Browns front office should be doing. Hey, simple as that. Baker two first, get it done. Hey, and, yeah. hey, and I might even, might even sprinkle in Kareem Hunt just hey, a little bit of hey, hey. whatever, whatever they, whatever they need to get Russell the Wilson. Joku, you want the Joku, oh. Hooper, one of them tight hey, ends, man. Whatever, hey, because trust and believe, Russell Wilson don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? He can, we we see he can get the job done with you know what I mean with a lot less pieces than what Baker has right now. So you know what I mean some of those guys can be expendable. Obviously, Nick Chubb is a he's no, not, he ain't not moving no, him. No, no. Probably not moving any of those guys on that offensive line. No, you know no, I mean? no, no. They can't and, go nowhere. But, we ain't, we ain't and, that. you know, you keep one of the tight ends. No, I said Najoku or Hooper. The fact that they discovered something with that third string running back this year that's what, make, that's what does make Hunt very expendable for, uh, you know, any possible moves. Yeah, my boy, D'Ernest. D'Ernest. So – I don't know, man. The Browns, man, it was a very disappointing season. I don't I don't see any positives that you could take from this year. I don't see any positives. I just need them to be the Steelers tonight so I can win in this uh, group of men. Um, I need this $150. I would greatly appreciate it if you won and scored 42 points total as a, as a group. That's all I want from them. Is it over? No. I just, uh, you got to guess how many points you think the game's going to be. So it's like that's kind of hard. Yeah, you're just guessing, like yeah. total, because uh, you don't know. It's a, it's a coin toss. But yo, they keep saying that Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl, and uh, I, a lot of people. Tom's going to be better in the playoff. Tom Brady, playoff Tom, 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 terrific Tom, goat TC12 goat. See, and he's struggling against mediocre teams. See, the, the problem with that is, I think, you know what I mean? It was a, you know, last year was a really a perfect storm for Tom Brady. It, it couldn't have went no better than what he planned, obviously. You know what I mean? He went to a team that had a lot of talent, you know what I mean, at every position that he was lacking in New England. Um, you know what I mean? They got hot at the right time. You know what I mean? And you, for the most part, they didn't have many injury issues. Not, not no. that I can recall. Not you nothing know. major. Yeah, and their defense, their defense was a lot better last year than it was this year. You know what I mean? Fast forward to this year. Every pro- every problem they didn't have <laughs> every last problem year. they didn't have last year, they have this year. They had double. On, on top of they did something that most NFL or football teams don't do, which they brought back everybody. And you know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to anybody that they brought back, but usually in the NFL to get better, you don't bring back everybody. No, you know what I mean. You look at ways like you know to get better. You know this guy was good last year, but this guy is better than him. And we can get better. You know what I mean. And they didn't do that. They brought the same crew back. More more credit to them because you know a lot a lot of teams don't do that, and they felt like they could run it back with the same guys. That's cool. That shows some loyalty within the organization. They want to give it another shot. Great. But the problems <laughs> that they had that they didn't have last year, now they have every single one of them. Uh, and and I I don't think they have enough to win the Super Bowl. No, I may be wrong, but I don't think they have enough. Now, uh, mind you, 
They did win in Green Bay last year in the biggest game. My bad. I know that I know that hits you a little bit somewhere in there. I get it. But Why we just go you know what I'm saying? But, we ain't, you know what I mean? It's over, dog. We we in a new year. We gotta we gotta look at the future, look at the uh present. But you know, I know they did win in Green Bay last year, but I don't think they went in Green Bay this year. No, I don't. It's see. a different monster. Yeah, because because that, like you just said, why he ain't go for the touchdown? Why he ain't go for the touchdown last? I'll be I'll be damned if Aaron Rodgers don't. Not go twice. For, yeah, he ain't gonna do it twice. Not twice. Like, he remember that shit just like you do. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So and, speaking, and he gonna probably win. Speaking it. of Green Bay, all roads to the. The Super Bowl oh, go, goes gotta through Lambo. Got to go through Lambo. Uh, they clinched the number one seed uh, with the win over a convincing win over. I mean, the Vikings. They didn't have any starting quarterback or they start or their number one receiver. Well, number two. Hey, man, I told you. I told you last episode that you know, what I mean, Aaron Rodgers was gonna want that get back. Oh, he got. Oh, they yeah, beat he was, him. They he beat was gonna him. want that get back. I mean, you know, no Kirk Cousins. That game was a no Thielen. Oh yeah, he was out with them. They missed both their defensive ends. That ain't his fault. No, no, they did what they were supposed to do, but the number one seed is a uh, is a big deal now more so than any because you're the only team that get a buy and you got a home field throughout the playoffs. And for Aaron Rodgers, you can rest that toe. Yeah, you get an extra week, um, whatever. On his toe. Besides that, even though the way he was moving yesterday, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like it, 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 I don't know. Good. He was moving good. I, I mean, he ran for a couple first downs, so we look good. I, you know, I, I'm not going to nitpick um, on this week. It was a bad team. Uh, but the Titans are now the number one team in the AFC, which was kind of surprising. I don't think there's no kind of about it. I don't think anybody thought that after Derrick Henry went down that the Titans would be, you know what I mean? I, I, I think most people would say that the Titans would stay afloat, maybe, but more than likely that they would probably drown without Derrick Henry. And that's actually the exact opposite. The Titans are a weird team. Um, they're they're a really weird team. Uh, they can't get they a read have, on. They have really they have probably the worst losses, but probably the best wins. <laughs> they lost <laughs> of, to the Jags. Yeah, but they 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 beat Kansas City. Um, they, they beat, beat everybody. They, beat the Bills. they pretty much beat everybody that's in the playoffs. Like they lost to. Didn't they lose to the Patriots? They they might have lost to the Patriots. Yeah, but they beat everybody else. Yeah, but everybody else. You know what I mean? They didn't get that issue too. So they're. They're a really weird team, but they are the number one seed right now, and I and think they lost to the Texans. And I'm not sure who they play this week. Um, they play the Texans again. They play the Texans again, which mm-hmm. the Texans just beat up on the Dolphins, which is a really random rim. But you know, for the Titans, you win that game, you lock up the number one seed, but you got to buy, and that also gives it another extra week for man. you to possibly get Derrick Henry back for a playoff game. Nice. What are we talking about, man? I no. think we need to start giving Mike Vrabel his credit, man. Got to get started. I, Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel? Yeah. I, I mean, who else? I, uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. What's this? I don't know who Cincinnati's coach is. I don't know him either. But him too? Yeah. Yeah, him. I would say Arizona if they haven't lost like three. I mean, obviously before. you think about Matt LaFleur being Coach of the Year, but – we had a lot of luck on our side. We we had uh, we did have a lot of injuries, but we you know we had a pretty weak schedule uh, this later half of the year. But we'll see. But let's. I'm tired of talking about. Let's talk about these bum cowgirls that I've been telling y'all they haven't played anybody. You you. I mean, you caught it, man. You you've been on. You ain't you ain't budged on your on your Dallas take pretty much all year and uh yeah. Every time they play a formidable foe, <laughs> they lose. The Cowboys, man, y'all in some trouble. Y'all in some trouble because now at one point in time, you know what I mean, it might have looked like that they would be the number one seed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now then it was like it was more like okay, they more likely to be the number two seed. Now they might they could they could tap into that uh that wild card. You, you know don't I mean? want to get in that wild card. Well, I don't know. Can Philly still win that division? No. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna be the four seed, but that's not where they wanted to be. No. They're not gonna I don't think they don't host uh they, they host a, a a wild card game. Yes. But then then they, they then you're on the road. Yeah, then you're on the road. So that's worst case scenario. On top of, you know, 
I was a I was a I championed um Dak Prescott at the beginning of the year because you know he came back from uh was that yeah he came back from the bad injury last yeah, year broke his ankle you know what I mean broke his ankle real nasty injury also you know what I mean he got paid this offseason I love to see a black man get paid big bags. straight up you know what I'm saying but hey man he's he has ever since that uh that aggravated injury that he got a few weeks back he hurt his calf ever since that calf injury it's it's been real helter skelter with him and he hasn't played good football at all and you could tell by the way that the cowboys are playing now because that high power offense with cd lamb um mari cooper that they got out there turn into uh, a pumpkin yeah, man yeah man he likes saying that. That's because man, because hey, hey, we, hey, we thought we had a Bentley. That man turned back into a pumpkin. He had us driving around thinking we had something. Yeah, he turned his back back into a pumpkin, man. I, man, I just I knew I, I knew it, man. It's Mike like a Mike McCarthy coach team is only gonna get so far. Like it's only only can take you so far. Speaking of Mike McCarthy, very bad clock management yesterday. I don't know if you. I, don't know I didn't watch the game. Very didn't. bad clock management. Um, he got kind of duped into a into t- using his last timeout, which is <laughs> and, and that's when, <laughs> he got he got he kind of got duped into it. And that's um, some Mike McCarthy stuff. Yeah. So because they had a play at the end of the game where uh, the guy for the Cardinals, he pretty much fumbled it, and you know what I mean. The uh, the Cowboys couldn't review it because they didn't have no timeouts left, but that would have that could have changed the game for them. Ends up being Cardinals ball. They end up losing by three. Seven points through three quarters. It's just they're just who they are. They exactly who I thought they would be. Um, you get six wins automatically because of your conference. Well, I don't want to say automatically. Bro, they're 5 and 0. Oh. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, shout out to Philly though. Philly's about to give them a challenge this week. We're going to talk about the, that game coming up soon. Um that's a big game for Philly um for seeding purposes. But other than that, bro, there's nobody to challenge them. Yeah. There's nobody yeah, to challenge. So you get five, so just imagine in the NFL, you you start off with five wins automatically. Did they, win, did they win a division line? Who won a division last year? They the, did. NFC, the NFC East? Yeah. Ain't nobody else. Oh, no. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They didn't. The, the uh, Redskins won it. The Reds, oh, the Redskins did win the division. Redskins won it last year. Oh, okay. The, the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. Well, so they had an easier schedule just because they didn't even win the division last year. Exactly. Ah, yeah. So they, you know how the NFL do it. Wherever your level is, they match you up at your level, mm-hmm. and then you playing against those guys. So they got a bunch of bunch of just sorry teams like they haven't played anybody yeah man and then you're looking at a they're looking at a real early playoff exit no i don't i mean i don't see them making it out of the first round if they do they're gonna get i mean they're gonna go against the rams you're gonna either play the rams or tampa bay well no you either going no i'm sorry you might come to green bay i was about to say you either gonna go to you either gonna go to tampa bay or you're going to green bay and that's an l and that's a big deal that's an l bay (laughs) <laughs> that's a big L the way we playing. That's a big L. Let me look up the playoff picture. But that's a big L. So week 18 preview. There's no really games that mean anything besides that Philly game um, for seeding. That Philly game, well, it got, it got implications for Philly. Yeah, Philly, Philly can move like, up. Yeah, Dallas is pretty much where they at. Yeah, they, they're fourth. Um Anybody, the Browns, since they're eliminated, they're pretty much playing for nothing. And there's a mm. bunch of other games that, mm. that they just, you know, they're playing for nothing. So it's not really much to talk about in the NFL for week uh, 18, 18 now. It's crazy that there's 18. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's some games, games that, like, uh, I think like San Fran may be able to actually no they can't do nothing much either. Um, but really, Philly, Philly and San Fran are really the only two teams in the NFC that, can that actually do. have that can like change anything. Obviously, San Fran would probably they would win their game because they would want to win theirs because right now they're six. Obviously, you don't want to drop down to seven, but I don't think it really matters. Yeah, um, but you want to win because you don't want to get stuck out with uh, with that matchup against the Rams. That and 
I, you know, what I mean, as as bad as, as we were, I mean, I know we were just kind of ragging on really you know I mean, the Bucks. Uh, you don't want to play. You don't want to. You don't want to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's not ideal. That's really you know that's a two uh, play play seven mm-hmm. and um, three. Oh no, it's, it's eight teams, ain't it? No, it's seven because the one so, got so two play seven, three play six, three play, play six, five. and four play five. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. ideally, you want to stay out of that spot. You know what I'm saying, look, let's put it like this. But I would, what, ra- I would rather play the Rams because you can probably count on Matt Stafford giving you one. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, you can probably count on Brady for giving you one. Yeah, that's a, it's going to be. It's, you know what I mean? So be interesting. I think you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, it's going to be enter- entertaining. The uh, first. Uh, What's that divisional? Yeah, wild card. Oh, that'd be wild card. Yeah, yeah, wild card. That's gonna be entertaining. Wild card in the NFC at least. Yeah, uh, I, that's oh Seahawks play Cardinals. But that's not really. That's anything. again. That's Chargers yeah. Raiders. Well, well, the char- well, yeah, the char- well. Actually, that Chargers Raiders game have a lot of implications because if the uh, if, the, if the Raiders win, they, they in. in. If the Chargers lose, they out. Obviously. Yeah, so that, that's when that's you're in. High, high. Uh, be high emotion in that game. Yeah, and Pittsburgh still has a chance. They do. Yeah, because they have that one. Uh, they have a tie. Who? They tied with Detroit. Oh yeah. But they have a they have a chance to get in. So I mean that's a, like a they a have an outside outside chance. But they got a chance. All they those would, teams have them got to lose. They would need like Indy to lose. They would need obviously the everybody. Uh, <laughs> but well, they, but the Chargers and the Raiders. They need everybody. them to tie. <laughs> Man, they out. That shit, man, they out. Yeah, so that's over with for them boys, man. It's just not mathematically eliminated yet, but they out. Yo, so a strange thing happened in the NBA uh, with the Houston Rockets. I don't really know what happened. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I didn't see the highlights, so I can't really speak to it. Um, I I, I didn't watch the game. Um, I did kind of see – I did kind of – See and read up a little bit what happened of it. So, those of you who don't know, former Cavalier Kevin Porter Jr., which is he's an amazing talent. I actually, I actually like Kevin uh, Kevin Porter Jr. a lot. I think he's, I think he's gonna be really good if he, you know, what I mean, if he can just figure out whatever kind of issues that he's that he's been having lately. Um, <laughs> Coach John Lucas, who actually another former Cavs, uh, you know, what I mean, uh, tamer. Yeah, he was a head he's, coach. Yeah, he's an assistant coach on the Houston Rockets now. Longtime assistant on the Houston Rockets. Actually, he's 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 he survived a couple of different head coaches. Um, but he's good. Like, you know what I mean? He's a statesman in the NBA. A lot of guys respect him, a lot of people respect him. So apparently, Kevin Porter Jr. um against I can't even remember who they were playing. I think it might have been Denver. Yeah, it was Denver. They were playing Denver, and the Rockets aren't a very good team. They weren't having the best of halves. And uh, John Lucas Sr. had something to say to Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood at that. And whatever happened in between that and the second half escalated to a point where Kevin Porter Jr. actually left the game at halftime. He left. Like he – he got in his whip. I don't know if he was, has still had his uniform on or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he couldn't have. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> he, he couldn't but, still have on his uniform. But look, man. he got his shit and he got up out of there. Like you know what I mean? Because apparently John Lucas was basically calling him and Christian Wood out about the way they were playing. And you know the Rockets are a very young team. Um, they don't have real they don't have a real leader out there i mean they got they have eric gordon but i don't know if you would classify him as like a leader he don't seem that way i don't know that he don't seem like that guy he's not that guy pal Uh, he 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 definitely don't seem like that guy um so you know sometimes some of these younger players get thrust into situations or uh, on teams that usually would be reserved for some real veterans and they don't have any um and you know, as as one of the le- leaders, 
or looked upon supposed leaders, you know what I mean? You have to be, you got to, you have to get held accountable. And that's what coach John Lucas was doing. And apparently Kevin Porter Jr. Wasn't feeling that shit. Like, you know what I mean? So he left. <laughs> that's crazy. That's insane that he would just leave. Uh, players leaving the bench during the game is uh, unheard of. And I don't agree with it at all. I feel like that the players are starting to feel uh, invincible. And and that's not right. Uh, I, but flip the coin on on AB, Antonio Brown, right? So, obviously, um, I believe most people, for those of you listening to this podcast, are probably already know about the Antonio Brown situation that happened this past Sunday against the Jets in New York. Um, now, the media is going to paint it one way. And Antonio Brown and his people, you know, they have it another way. I actually kind of feel like, and I'm not a, I'm not an Antonio Brown. I'm not, I don't, I don't champion him. I don't condone the way he went about leaving the game. I thought that was some real dickhead shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but he did what was asked of him um, from what the media is trying to say, which he was told by the Buck staff and coaches to leave the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and that, and that's what he did. He left. Um, uh, now the way he left, yeah. I, I, I mean, you probably that's that probably wasn't the best idea, but they asked him to leave the sideline because basically, from what from what's being reported, Antonio Brown was coming back from an injury anyway. Um, I don't know how many games he was out, but I know was, I know he was recovering from uh, one of the yeah, ankle, ankle injury. Ankle I mean, injury. This is a wide receiver we're talking about, so your feet is important, especially for a player like him who's an exceptional runner. runner. Um, he was coming back from an ankle injury. Uh, Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, was telling um, him to go into the game. Well, Antonio Brown, not feeling uh, very confident in his in his uh, body or in his ankle to go back into the game, refused to go back into the game. So then from what I understand, another coach, assistant coach, was telling him, you got to go back into the game. Well, like, they're telling him to go back into the game. So it wasn't Bruce Arians the second time who ignored him saying that he, his ankle was hurt. I, I I'm not sure. I think that's the, I think just, that's the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I know Bruce Arians definitely was trying to get him just to, to get back in the to game. To get back in the game. Like, I told you to go back in the game. You need to go back in the game. A.B. wasn't feeling that shit because he, was, he didn't feel like he could give his best effort, and he felt like he would be putting himself in more harm. As a former athlete, and you being a recently retired athlete, you know, I know you probably agree. If I don't feel I'm capable of living up to my duties, I'm not going in the game. It's it's, it's strange. It's a really strange uh, dynamic um, for multiple reasons. It's one, because it's A.B. and the way he left the game. If he had just walked off quietly – uh, and went to the locker room, I think we have having a different conversation. But he decided to not do that. And so now we're having this conversation. Yes. Right? So first and foremost, uh, we live in a day and age where everything's documented. So if his ankle is what they're saying, because I, 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 the history of A.B., right, he's always been loud, obnoxious, but he hasn't been wrong a lot. Uh, that's a pretty good point. He's been loud. He's been obnoxious. You may not like how he says it or how he does it. And we're strictly talking about footballs, football like, instances, that, that, anything that other, else. Yeah, that other shit. I don't know anything yeah. about that. We talking about football. But like when he was talking about the Raiders and how messed up it was and how he was just trying to get out, like he wasn't wrong. So he wasn't right. Like how, like he wasn't wrong. And so for a person who who wanted to play in the NFL as bad as he did, I don't think, like once again, I don't know that man. Somebody who wants to play as bad as he did, you're not gonna do you back your last chance at the league. Right? Like you're gonna do anything you can. But but once again, we're talking about somebody who 
who's loud and obnoxious, and he don't get the benefit of the doubt. But I don't know if he was right or if he was wrong, but if he says he was injured and he said that to the coach, that should have been in the conversation. Like the coach and the guy should revisit it after the game. Like I feel like he should have played that's some BS, whatever, whatever, after the game. Like, you know, like you can revisit it after the game's over. Like, don't do that in the middle of the game. Uh, I'm a man, I got pride too. You tell me you told me to go home, all right, I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna make you look bad because I know I'm not wrong. And I'm not saying he's not wrong, but it seems like Bruce Arians was in the wrong in this instance. So what I think is very important that people know is that Antonio Brown has some incentives in his contract that if he would have met, you know what I mean, he would have got paid. So, and I say that, I say that to say this, anybody that kind of follows AB knows, you know what I mean, he a flashy guy. Likes money. He likes money. So why would he lie about his injury? When he's so close to when he's so close to these incentives, I think he got like a he needed eight like, catches, yeah, eight like eight catches. I think he needed like maybe like fifty yards, some, something, yeah. some small, like not a not, not a lot, ton. like a, like another touchdown, and he would have got, you know, what I mean, some a million more, dollars, yeah, around a million dollars, basically, something that was very reachable for AB with it being, um, cause I, cause I think he, I don't know what quarter he left in the game yesterday. It was, half, right, right, it was, it was like, before like right, before, right before halftime. Yeah. So he could have possibly met that. And with the game next week, you know, he could have, he could have got, he would have got, he probably would have got at least one of one He probably would have got the eight catches because Tom Brady would have made sure he got the eight well, okay, catches. Well, he got targeted like 15 times last weekend. So he would have got, he would have made that, sure he got the. And you know what? Salute to Tom Brady because what Tom Brady said after the game, is what I've been respecting for today because he didn't rag on Antonio Brown. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? He didn't criticize him. He said, you know, basically said like, you know what I mean? We need to be there for him. You know what I'm saying? Because we still love him. You know what I mean? And obviously he go, basically, he was basically saying he going through some things, you know what I mean? Or from what it seems like, but he didn't do what, uh, everybody else, every, every, literally everybody, else everybody in the world did like was yeah. if making just, memes of it, making oh, a yeah. joke of it, talking all kinds of crazy shit. Like, and Tom Brady didn't do that, so salute to Tom Brady because you could tell that Tom Brady really likes Antonio Brown. Like, you know what I mean? He, he stayed with Antonio Brown, I believe, uh, or Antonio Brown stayed with him. I think last year or, or when they was in New England for mm. that small period of time, um, and he vouched for him to bring him to Tampa Bay last year. Help to get help to get them a Super Bowl. So you know, I say all I have to say this, man. We don't. It's always two sides to a story. Um, I'm not. I'm not about to sit up here and say AB is lying about how he felt about his ankle. If that man felt like he couldn't perform at the highest level at that time, then he couldn't perform. Do I condone his behavior after the fact? No, I do not. But you know, we can't just sit up here and always believe. Well, you know. He, oh, man, that's A.B., man, and he, he, a, he a clown. You know what I mean? Him releasing the diss track didn't, didn't help that either. But, you know, that that off-the-field shit, you know what I mean? Whatever. That's whatever. Yeah. Strictly on the field, doing his job, he's very good at his job. You know what I mean? Do I think he deserves another chance? I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? But I'm not about to sit up here and say that he's lying about how he felt about his body in that situation. Point blank, period. Let's move on. Um, let's Kyrie Irving is back. Uh, Uncle Drew is back against the Pacers back. on Wednesday. It's still an interesting dynamic, uh, for him to only play on the road, but I'm excited for him to just be back playing and doing what he loves. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to see, it's good for the NBA for him to be out there. Um, it's also good for him for to be out there, and it's good for people to know that. Whatever your stance is on something, you won't be ostracized or, you know, cut off from the world for your opinion, even though it may be different from other people. So salute to Kyrie for standing on that. And um, he lost a lot of money by just by standing on his own opinion. But I'm proud of him for making that decision. Um, Whatever, you know, that's what he wanted to do. And he did it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, stand on what you believe in. And, you know, I mean, Kyrie felt like that, you know, what I mean, when they were ready, when they were ready to call him, or that they call, and they did. But, but what I find interesting is 
is that Kyrie's only going to play 23 games this year. And, and I'm looking at it right now from March 20, what's that? March 26 to, let me see, from March 26 to April 10th, which is the last game of the season for the Nets, Kyrie's going to play two games. I think it's going to change by then. There's could. a. It I, could. I, because if it don't, with, with, and I don't mean to cut you off wrong, it, but if it don't, with the Nets being the number one seed, they're going to probably all, well, now they're number two, but they'll, they'll they go still back. Have they'll, a lot of they'll go home, back and they forth. They're going to have a lot of home. You know what I mean? They're going until probably the Eastern Conference Finals if, they, if it stands pat. I think, um, some, I think something's going to change. It may change. Right he, now, I, right I, I'm not saying who's like he may get the shot, he may get the yeah, vaccine, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he may get some kind of religious exemption or of something of some sort. But I think something's going to change between now and then because potentially you don't want to. I don't think that they will allow that to cost them a championship. Now, don't get hey, I've been wrong before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been wrong before, and, respect, and, very, and respectfully. I disagree. I think it'll. I think it'll more so be either he gonna get the vaccine, or they gonna have to win it with half of the games. Because you just gotta look at it like this way: if they're the number one seed, first two games of every series, he won't be there. And if if, the, if everything if everything stands pat, so now let's let's say let's say KD gets dinged up in one of the in one of these games. He's just hypothetically speaking. You know what I mean? Knock on wood. I don't want nobody to get hurt out there. Don't 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 take me for that. Say Katie gets dinged up. Now they down 2-0 to the to the uh Milwaukee Bucks. Same same team they last lost to last year. They down 2-0. No KD game three, but Kyrie back. They lose game three. Now they down 3-0. Anything's and, and possible, and this, bro. And this like, you know, any, this is just scenarios. I, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm saying like I think something will change that he will play. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's what I'm saying. If that situation happens where he only plays I think, half the I games, think if I think if more information is presented to him about the vaccine, or maybe new variations of the vaccine or whatnot, then I think he may consider it. He may not. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I think something's going to change. If we're just going off today, and that obviously that's all I'm going off of is today. They're going to lose. You know what I mean? If we're just going off today, no, I won't say they'll lose because they still got Kevin Durant. No, I'm saying you said if KD get hurt well, yeah. or somebody gets yeah, this, like one yeah, of the like major guys get hurt. You know what I'm saying? If somebody goes down, they already have a pretty thin roster with some guys that they're not necessarily leading or carrying teams anymore. You know, they got Millsap, Blake, Aldridge. You know I mean, you know I mean, they got some guys, Patty Mills. You know what I mean? But they're they're they don't they're past that point of carrying teams. You know what I mean? Now James Harden has been playing a lot better as of lately, so that's a positive for them as an organization. Um but I just think it's interesting. I think it's something something to watch. You know what I mean? Like I said. Um, and also, <laughs> I just, this just popped in my head. Also, Kyrie isn't just the most, uh, you know, he's not an Iron Man, his damn self. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm so let's look at it like that. Like, you know what I mean? He's only going to be available for about 23 games if we go from right now to the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? That's if everything and, goes perfect. Yeah, and everything goes that you know what I mean. That's if everything goes perfect with which with Kyrie doesn't necessarily always happen. Like, you know what I mean? He's been known to be a very injury prone player, a worldly talent, you know what I'm saying? Best finisher on the run that we've probably ever seen, best handle that we've probably ever seen, but he has been injury prone. So now, so now we, we're putting it as best case scenario, he plays 23 games, you know what I'm saying. And obviously, we want everybody else to stay healthy as well. Worst case scenario, he does what Kyrie usually does, and at some point, he gets dinged a little bit. He misses a couple games that, you know, he already ain't playing that many games as it is. <laughs> He's going. He going. They're going to work it out. I got faith. Yeah. So I don't know. Mind you, I would love to see the Nets at full strength because, quite honestly, we didn't see it a lot last year. Um, they, I, I don't know. I think they might have played like 14 games. I think they're like 11 and three when they not all played a, together. Not a lot. Only, yeah, a lot. but it wasn't a lot of games. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's a it's a lot to kind of take in with the Kyrie situation. But hey, man, I'm glad to see him back. NBA fans around the world are gonna be glad to see him back because he's a hell of a person, a player to watch. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and possibly, at least speaking of people coming back, we gonna keep Clay could possibly come back this week. Uh, ah, versus those Cleveland Cavaliers versus the, teams versus the Cavs. He loves uh, Cavs. So to see Clay coming back is a good sign for him. Clay, obviously, um, for the NBA, I believe, but not for the rest of, of the yeah, NBA. No, for um, for people that don't like the Warriors, you know, me and Rome aren't the biggest Warrior fans out there. That's for sure. Nope. Um, it's not very enjoyable, uh, to say the least. Um, how do you think they adjust? Because right now, I believe they have a couple players in protocol. Wiseman isn't back yet. I believe Jordan Poole is actually out right now, too. I'm not sure if I think it, I think he might be coming. I don't know. I think that uh, this is the best type of season to come back in, where there's a lot of people in and out of and out of lineups, where you can ease your way in, where you can go against a night playing against six or seven guys who uh, aren't normally NBA rotational players. Do that. So it'll be almost quote unquote easier for him to, to ease his way back into it because it's easier to manage. Yeah. It's easier for him to manage because, you know, there's a lot of guy, games where I looked at the magic's um, roster today. They got four, they got four starters up. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, now it's easier to kind of ease your way back into after an injury because you're not playing against the team's top tier players every single night with how right. crazy COVID is ramping up in the NBA. Um, hold on, quick question that's off topic. Do you think that now there are people, so many people asymptomatic, will they allow people to start playing with COVID? Uh, Ever. Not today, not soon, but like in the near future, like maybe next season. Yeah, because, um, and this is, I'm going to kind of pivot from sports. Um, I believe some healthcare, uh, some healthcare uh, facilities and stuff like that, they're now allowing um, people that are asymptomatic that they can still work. So and that's kind of wild. Yeah, that is wild. Um, so I think that'll eventually come because I don't think, you know, the, the you know, you're going to get everybody to get vaccinated, which, you know, everybody has the right to do so or not. But I think we're going to get to a point where we're just going to have to deal with people having COVID, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you can deal with it, great. If you can't, that's really unfortunate. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's just, per, that's, it's just really what, what that's the level is getting to. You know what I mean? Some people, like, just like the flu. Like, I mean, that's just, you know what I mean? You're just going to have to build up antibodies to kind of deal with it if you don't get the flu shot or if you don't, you know what I mean, and all that other shit. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that eventually that's going to come because they can't keep postponing games. They're going to keep losing money. And if you know anything about these private organizations, which the NBA, MLB, NFL, they're all private organizations, they don't like to lose no fucking money. Like, you know what I mean? So they're going to make it work. So they're going to make it work. And these guys are going to be playing. You know what I mean? Especially the way that, you know, guys have been been about the protocol. They haven't been all, you know what I mean? They haven't been very happy about it. So eventually that protocol stuff is probably going to uh, go to the wayside. Yeah, it's going to be, it was 10 days. Uh, it's gonna be seven was, days. Yeah, now it's like five. It's gonna be five days. And Eventually, it's gonna be no days. It's gonna be no days. Uh, so I think that's coming. I don't know how soon or when, but I think it's coming. Um, it, you know, it sucks for people that don't, that aren't these athletes that actually are gonna be, you know, I mean working around these, other working around these athletes because they could potentially bring something home to their families, and we we can get all into that. But yeah, that's it, it's gonna be a, it's, yeah. Quote unquote a super spreader. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, but uh I think sooner than later they're gonna let people start playing with COVID. Yeah. And uh it's gonna be less and less testing and less and less everything else. Uh, and it's just gonna be kind of like deal with it, like you said. But moving on, the Lakers are still up and down. Like they still haven't really found their footing. Uh I'm trying to tell you, man, if you wanna if you wanna make a good day. An annoying day, watch a Lakers game. It'll do it. It'll do every everything you want. They give it to you, boy. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird to watch them play uh, because they have moments. It's uncomfortable. It's, they have moments though. They have stretches where they'll go five, six, seven minutes and look like a potential 
playoff, you know, deep run NBA, you know, playoff team. Like three or four minutes stretches off, five or seven. Okay, they go, they go, <laughs> they'll go a few possessions. They give you five possessions. Yeah, they might give you about five possessions in a row. Like, but, ah. but then after that, it's it's just it's always something. It, and it's and it's weird things, like and it's like it's stuff that don't really make a lot of sense. Um, unforced uh, turnovers, not being there on rotations, uh, and it's kind of I, I don't know if it's the lack of continuity with the team, um, not being able. Not being able to get everybody always there, it's part of it, but it's just a very small part. But it's they're, they're just struggling, and this is I, it's hard to say. I've seen Brown play better offensively. Uh, I, I haven't seen know, him shoot the ball as the, well the, ever. The numbers for Brown have been through the roof. Uh, most points averaged, I think, since like 0, 09 or 08, something like that. He, he was uh, he was a young whippersnapper at that Man, point you 12 know years mean? ago, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, he was 25. You know, I mean, he just came on I me and the streak was broken last night, but he had like six straight, six or seven straight games, averaging over 30. Um, so I, I can't. And what I've noticed is that bronze numbers in the fourth are down, but I know why they're down. You know what I mean? And they're down because he's playing center. And they're wearing him down. And he's man. getting wore down. You know what I mean? He's not, you know, he's not getting outplayed by anybody and, you know, I mean, he's 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 given a lot of energy for pretty much the whole game, and he's starting to wear down the forecourt. You know, for Bron, that's different because he's never been known to be a, a player that wears down. Well, he usually turn up. He usually turn up, but in year nineteen, age thirty-seven, um, you can't expect him to have it from the first because he and. Bron has to turn up in the first quarter, or they might be down twenty. If he and, don't, and he really can't sit down. And he really, and that's another thing. He can't even sit down. So let's bring it. So I'm gonna bring it to Russell Westbrook because no, no. But hear me out though. I haven't, I haven't really like ragged on him. You know what I mean? At the beginning of the season, I'm like, you know, give him some time. He usually turn up at some point. He just gotta figure it out. You know what I mean? And then you know. Obviously, you know, first 10 games, 20 games. All right. You know what I mean? This is – and he did turn up. Like, you know what I mean? He started playing better. But this is my thing. He had a comment last, he had a comment last week where he said uh, people expect me to average 25, 15, and 15 or some shit like that. And he like, that's not normal. Well, no shit, it's not normal. But nobody asked you to do, to that. do that. Not Not one person. Not one single person. Mm-mm. Who is rooting for the Lakers currently? Asked you to come in there and do all that. Then he had to comment after last night, after another nine turnover game. Yeah, he had nine, seven in the first half. He's running away with the turnover lead. I'm talking about all the time. He about to lap somebody. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, he said, "Well, you know what I mean. I'm allowed to miss shots. I'm allowed to turn the ball over again." He like he don't know that he really don't know the temperature of the room. Like dog, like nobody says you're not allowed to miss shots. Nobody says you're not allowed to turn the ball. <laughs> That's the problem. The He's... problem is you don't get that how much you're turning the ball over. You don't understand how many miss layups that you know what I mean. How many miss layups, dog? Too like, many. Too many you know how you you know how you don't pay attention to certain players until they actually play to your play for your team. I've never actually noticed this, and I'm not gonna give the person credit that I heard it from on TV either about it. I don't like him either. You know what I'm saying? But he has really bad hands. Like yeah, I don't know if his hands are small or 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 what, but he has really bad hands. Like really bad. And- like it's it's kind of it's kind of it's it's for as good as he was in OKC and you know what I mean for that for that that short uh, tenure that he had in Houston he has really bad hands like and his turnovers are mind boggling. That's my like okay. Everything you said was right, right? Like I agree with everything you just said. My issue is the unforced errors 
and the lack of daisical turnovers. Like when he was crossing the ball over, dribbling up the court and dribbled off his foot, um, and it just went out of bounds. Like those are the things that bother me. And I just don't understand how a future Hall of Famer, um, former MVP, first team all NBA player can live like this. Like, how can you do this? Like, as it like, how can you really dribble the ball up off your foot? Uh, miss continue to miss layups. Oh, hold on. I, I just want to interrupt real quick and I'll let you finish going. He had a play against the uh was it the T Wolves? Who was that? Who did they beat before the T Wolves? The Rockets. Was it the Rockets? He had a play where he was really just dribbling up the court. Off, off his foot. I don't even think his foot. I think he just dribbled it and lost it and out of bounds. I was trying to give him the bit. I thought he dribbled it off his foot. I don't think foot. it hit his foot. You know how you're going back and forth between your right and left. And I think he it just went out his hand. Like I, I just don't understand <laughs> those type of plays. And that's for me, as a former athlete and a person, I just uh, in, in a fan of the game, I just don't get it. Like uh, how you can, um, I, I think it comes from a, a lack of focus or there's a mental disconnect somewhere. Uh, but I, I think with AD coming back um, around All Star, is that how long you gonna be out? It's been they said four weeks, like so four to eight. Oh, it's four to eight. Oh, wait, him is probably going to be eight. So coming, coming back around All-Star, yeah, you're right. uh, he will – I think the team will be better the more they play together. But at the same time, I, I need somebody to to kind of grab Russ and, and, and grab him by the collar and tell him, like, yo, chill out because you're you tripping right now. But let's move away from the Lakers and how they got Russell instead of – DeMar DeRozan, mm, the MVP, who's arguably playing the best out of anybody in the NBA. I say that with like a question mark, like, is he? So there's this, so there's this thing, and I was having a conversation with a couple of the homies, um, you know, and they were kind of debating like, well, would DeMar be doing this with Brown? Because, you know, the spotlight is always intensified when players play with Brown, which is true. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that would have been the case with DeMar DeRozan because I don't think his his game doesn't his game doesn't need like a spotlight. You know what I mean? His game doesn't require a lot of help. You know what I mean? He do his thing. Like he like he don't need Bron to do to help him do his thing. And he's playing the four, bro. Like this is what you people don't understand. He's a guard. Playing against non guards. Who, Demar? Yes. Are you, they got to play in the four right He now? plays the four. Right now? Yes. Who they start? They start, uh, it was Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, uh, DeRozan, DeRozan, Vujicic, and, uh, and Caruso. Caruso started? Before he got on I'm sure he probably plans. No, before. he's playing. No, he's not. Playing some, he's playing the four, bro. Playing four? I'm watching the games. He's playing the four, and he's tearing these dudes apart. Short rows, isolation in the mid post. All his like, where can't nobody go? Like people, his position couldn't guard him. So you putting somebody that's not his position guarding him, he's tearing them apart. I, I think he, he's he's in that argument for MVP, especially after those back to back uh, game winners. He hit the one leg I mean, joint. I mean, right now he got the Bulls at number one in the East. Um, they might be they might be tied with Brooklyn or whatever. You know, what I mean, they're probably gonna go back and forth. But right now they're number one in the East. Um, yes, he has Zach Levine, but you know, when it was just Zach Levine, when it was just Zach Levine, they wasn't number one in the East. You know what I'm saying? They started the um, the high flying, the jumping dude, left. Oh, Derek Jones. Derek Jones. Oh, okay. So he oh, okay so. Like so, he planned. He, he planned, planned some four. Yeah, he not planned the four. But I, I get your point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's wherever he at. He a mismatch anyway. Right now. Yeah. And, and mind you, when he was, you know, I watched him a couple games. When he not getting guarded by, uh, when he not getting guarded by fours, he's still cooking. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? It ain't like you know what I mean. 
It ain't like, oh, well, he getting guarded by a bigger guy, so that's why he cooking. No, no he he's cooking, cooking the little guys, too. anybody. Like, anybody who want that smoke, Debo got it for him. That's what they call it, DeMar DeRozan, if you didn't know. But, um, yeah, man. He is going in the league, man, bro. Every, every – so it sucks, man. Every every player that the Lakers should have got is having a monster year. Like Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald, the other day, was watching him versus Dallas. He was cooking. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, hindsight 2020, man. Uh, we just hope that the Lakers can turn it around. Yeah, man, because I don't know if there is – I don't know if there is any – um, I don't know if there's any significant moves that they can make. They will have to be really creative with trying to do whatever it is that they can do. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to give up some picks. They're going to have to give up a, 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 something. They're going to have to give up a lot of stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're going to have to do something. Rob Polinka is going to have to get all the way in his bag because if he don't, you know what I mean, they can't keep – they can't weigh on Bron this much late in his career. He can't do it. And I don't want to have to ask him to do that. That's not fair to him. It's not fair like, to nobody. It ain't fair to nobody to ask him to do it all themselves. But especially a nigga that's 37 years old, <laughs> his 19th season, who then played like the most minutes ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who done been to 10 finals? Like, he didn't play the equivalent. He didn't play the equivalent of like a of like two more seasons. In the playoffs. Yeah. That's a lot. Like dog, like so. In reality, in reality, you're like in his 22nd season. <laughs> bro, oh, bro, oh, bro is oh man. He didn't play in the Olympics, man. Bro, love the hoop, like man. I ain't gonna take it away from you, man. You know what I'm saying? Him and Vanna had the little clip on uh, on uh, uninterrupted, uninterrupted that he wanna he wanna try to play with Bron. He he like. Vividly, well, Bronny, he like vividly said it like I want to play with Bronny, like you know what I'm saying. And that's like, and then you know, hey, he can do it. Yeah, if he yeah. can do it, I hope he do it, man. That'd be something great. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. They usually only happen in baseball. They, you well, know, I don't even say usually happen. I don't but, say it happened once, and that was with Ken Griffey Senior and Junior. Yeah, well, it happened to baseball. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, but it's possible, man, because Bronny's trajectory has. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, Bronny looking good, man. You can tell he put in that work over the uh, over the summer. I know we went to go watch him when they were uh, here in the city, and uh, he looked like he was getting better. But after that, he something like he something clicked. Better. Something clicked after that. It looked like the game slowed down for him. Yeah, but you know, and, it, and he's, he's he's a little bit more exposed. But I'm not tall. He is. I think he's about six four. Maybe six, six four, five. six five, six four, six four. He don't got no facial hair yet, so. He still got a chance to grow, so we'll see. I mean, six four is the NBA point guard. Yeah, he can play the one. Six two is the NBA point guard. He can play the two now. That's good height. Yeah, and he can shoot the ball, so that's gonna always. He can shoot. That's That's definitely something he can get from his dad. No disrespect, (laughs) but he can shoot it. He can shoot the lights. Well, actually, Bron Bron can shoot now because all he do is shoot jumpers. Yeah, man, sure. Speaking of shooting, the boy Malachi Branham. Oh man, that boy good. That boy, that boy good. good. The young man. One, the young the young man, St. V alum. Shout out to Mally. Ohio man. State Buckeye. Shout out to Mally, man. Man, 35 points against the one in Nebraska. Nebraska. You know what I mean? Uh the most points ever by a freshman ever. at Ohio State, right? Bruh. So the story is now he a legend. So you know they got these legendary tales. About when you do something good, they got these legendary tales. So when he go on to his next level, he they gonna be like, man, Malachi used to come in here at five in the morning and get shots up. Boy, so yeah, they definitely gonna be lying. But he did. He actually did it. So oh, for real? they had a COVID pause, but he was negative, and he was getting up at five a.m. before class to get his shots up. Wow, that's and that, hard. And so he was actually in the gym 5 a.m. getting that's the shots hard. up. So, that's like, hard. you know, that's somebody who actually. Mr. Basketball. Writing. Writing Mr. Mr. Basketball. He's seen an opportunity to get better. Yeah. And he actually he actually went up there and got better. He ain't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't no hype train around it. It was all work. All yard work. The work don't lie. The yeah. work don't lie. So shout out to Malachi, man. We happy for you, proud of you. We still rooting for you, my boy. Yes, sir. Let's let's go. This is your boy, Rome Trav. It's your boy, Amp Anderson. And we are the 
Mid Range Ain't Dead podcast. I'm still not.